welcome to another episode of Drop Talk, which is the official podcast from Drop Fitness. This podcast features interviews between the owners and members of Drop Fitness, as well as the community members and business owners, where we talk all things fitness, family, food, and, you know, a little bit of funny. I like to throw in a little alliteration there. Please subscribe and share our podcast. And if you like what you hear, throw us an awesome five-star review. You can always follow us on Instagram at dropfitnessbakersfield or head to our website, dropfitnessbakersfield.com. See you at the gym. What's up, FitFam, and welcome to another episode of Drop Talk. This is your host, Joe Noel. And with me today, special guest, Holly Compton, doctor of physical therapy and owner of Dr. Holly Physical Therapy here in Bakersfield. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining the podcast. And um, and yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. I have uh, I have many thoughts and questions, uh, but first let's give a little background of, you know, what you do, maybe where you started, how you started. I don't I don't know. You can just uh, I guess start wherever you want to start. But um, you know, what got you to this point of doctor of physical therapy? What goes into that? Okay, sure. So. I grew up playing a lot of sports. I, all I wanted to do was play basketball. I ended up playing basketball in college, and I never really had a lot of injuries, but of course when you play sports, all your friends have injuries, so you end up just spending a lot of time hanging out in the training room. So I just noticed that it was just really interesting the way the trainers would be able to evaluate the injuries right there, and then they're able to find out what's going wrong and then help the patient continue playing sports. So. I came with a sports background, and I just that's kind of what made me want to be a physical therapist. So I was like the weird person who decided in like seventh grade that I wanted to be a physical <laughs> therapist, and I just never changed my mind. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I went to school in Atlanta, Georgia, and then I became a travel PT. So it's kind of like travel nursing, where you um, work for a few months at a time in different places. So I moved around like every three to six months for a few years, and then. I landed in Bakersfield, and that's where I ended up staying. <laughs> oh wow, this is a what a what a landing. Yeah. <laughs> What's a um, what position do you play in in basketball? Point guard, because I'm yeah. like five three. I was so <laughs> <laughs> really that short, was, so that was gonna lead to my next question uh, yeah. or observation. Uh, that's awesome though. Yeah. Um, cool. So, how long have you been a, uh, a doctor of physical therapy? Oh my goodness, I just like added it up in my mind last week again and it's almost six years now it seems crazy but yeah almost six years six years in august i think and what i mean just for everybody i mean obviously i know exactly what you do but uh you know for everybody else uh what like what do you do now like what are you helping people with i guess yeah so i i really love to treat um orthopedic injuries so like knee pain back pain neck pain just any joint where you might have pain mm -hmm. along with some vestibular stuff so a lot of people don't know that physical therapists can treat dizziness and certain types of headaches and dizziness that go along with neck problems so a lot of sports injuries just your regular neck pain back pain day-to-day -day injuries or pains um, yeah so I basically just evaluate the person like say a person has neck pain they come in I'll check their shoulders their neck everything you can think of to find out what's maybe causing the pain and then from there I use a lot of movement Mixed with a little massage and other like hands-on techniques to help get rid of their pain. What and I'm I have a feeling I already know, but like what would be like the number one cause of neck pain that people come in experience? Like, is there like a overwhelming 
kind of cause? Yes, I would say, so I have people come in all the time and they're like, my neck's hurting. And I'm like, have you been doing anything about it? And they're like, yeah, I've been stretching it for like two years. So everyone thinks of like stretching their neck. But one of the major causes of neck pain is having weakness in a certain group of muscles in your neck. So basically you can think of like, everyone knows that with low back pain, you have to strengthen your core. But a lot of people don't know that your neck kind of has some of the same core-like muscles. So a lot of weakness caused by maybe posture or just those muscles getting weak over time. But so much like a lot of people have weak necks and it causes pain. (laughs) Well, I have, so like I have bad posture. I mean, I've always been told I have bad posture and I, when I have good posture is uh, when somebody says like stand up straight. Uh, so, you know, I, I have good posture for about 10 seconds a day. Um, but I also look over at my phone a lot and I feel like that's what ends up causing like, you know, more neck pain or neck strain. Cause I'm like hunched over. And then I'm also on the computer uh, a lot uh, for my job, my other job. And um, so I don't know, I feel like that kind of hunching over is like what ends up leading to like my my neck and uh, and back pain. So that's why I was I was just wondering, like the cell phones are the death of us, basically. So yes, and just sitting and doing the same things over and over again. If you sit at a computer all day every day, or if you come home and watch TV for like hours on end, or sit at your iPad, I think it's just the repeated bad posture that really gets you in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check it out here. <laughs> <I know>. and, uh, <laughs> so I'm like I'm moving my shoulder. Like man, my shoulder's kind of tight right now. My neck's hurting a little bit. Like <laughs> as you're, it's like when you see ants and then you're like, God, I feel ants all over me. Like I'm <laughs> feeling more pain oh, all no. over my body right now. Like my, oh, no. my hip hurts a little bit. Um, okay, so um, also one, I don't know what Instagram's algorithm is, but I feel like I see 100% of your posts. Uh, so I see your Instagram a lot and. Let me rephrase that. I see your Instagram a normal amount of times. I don't, it's not like I'm searching it up, but anyways, <laughs> I see a lot of like stretching um, videos and stuff that you put. And then I think, and I, hopefully everybody else thinks this too, like, Jesus, I want to get flexible like that. Like you're obviously extremely flexible, but like, do you have any words of advice for people who uh, can't touch their toes yet? Yes. Okay. So my mom used to like troll me for not being flexible. <laughs> like in college <laughs> basketball during warm up, she would be like, all your teammates are like touching their toes easily and you can like barely get down there. So and you're only five foot. So being, yes. <laughs> so I was terrible. So being flexible is new for me. Okay. And really it's just consistence. Like I kind of go crazy with things. So like if I decide I want to be flexible, I'm going to work on it like every day for a year, which is basically what I did. Like every day for a year, I went through this phase where I randomly worked on handstands and getting flexible (laughs) so it's just consistency anyone can get flexible you just have to do it often okay well that's 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 the um advice i think that people don't want to hear because they want to be like what didn't you take a pill and then like you (laughs) know like could you love rub a lotion cream on there that loosened up those muscles because that's the same thing you know we deal with people that are uh, like they come in they're like well hey i really want to get fit i want to lose weight and um we're like okay like come like just come and then they'll come like two days and then we won't see them for two weeks and then they'll come another day and it's like you got to come more than that like i don't need you to come five days a week but i need you to come three days a week and just every week and um so that's kind of the same message except for people don't want to hear that i feel like not necessarily nowadays some people do but um they want like the magic pill or cream and i kind of want that too right now with flexibility but uh (laughs) but yeah so i think the nice thing though is that I didn't stretch for like an hour a day. You know, if you just start stretching or working on whatever goal for, just start with 15 minutes a day while you're watching TV or when you're putting on your shoes, just sit in the floor and make it a hamstring stretch. And it's amazing how 
much difference you can make in small doses, but consistency. I see. That's, I mean, that's, with anything. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good advice, though. And, uh, you know, hopefully somebody takes that back and is like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to start today. And I'm going to start today, I, I think, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, another thing that I see that you do, like you do yoga as well, right? You teach yoga? I do, yes. When did you start that? Because your flexibility started, you know, I guess later in life. Like, when did you really get into, like, yeah. yoga? Actually, I haven't been teaching yoga that long. Or doing yoga that long. So I started teaching yoga last June. Um, prior to that, I used to hate yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so like all through college and everything, I really didn't enjoy yoga. But I started doing hot yoga maybe two or three years ago. And it was just, it. I just really started enjoying it. So I've been doing yoga for maybe three years. But prior to that, I didn't do yoga necessarily. I just started stretching so i just started stretching and getting flexible which i think in turn made yoga more enjoyable for me <laughs> what is like is that what you use as your main source of working out or like you stay active clearly you're fit what do you what do you do to to work out basically yeah. so i teach yoga i actually i teach yoga once a week i teach bar once a week so i get the benefits of you know while you're teaching you're showing the exercise but Actually, I haven't been lifting. I love lifting weights and going to the gym, but I haven't had time lately. So I'm on a salsa dancing team. So I go to a lot of, I have like way too many hobbies. Yeah, a lot. Of, there's I, a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on. So I do a lot of dance classes, actually. So I'm on a salsa dance team, which is a lot of exercise if you've ever been to a salsa <laughs> yeah. class. And lately I've just fallen in love with dance classes. So I go to like all the dance classes I can. Um, I work out when I can, but then I teach yoga and bar, which helps too. This, I mean, I feel like this is good for the, the people. I mean, we started talking uh, when we started this podcast, like, hey, we could get new members in here. But realistically, it's just for people just to maybe get a little nugget of information. It's like, you don't have to come to our gym and you don't even have to come to a gym. You're doing so many different active things. You're staying active. Um, you know, I mean, yoga obviously is, is extremely active, but like you said, like the, the dancing and stuff like that, like just find whatever you're into. I mean, jazzercise used to be a thing. I don't know if that still goes on anymore, but like, that's like a dancing type of moving, whatever. Yeah. It's just like move, right? Like you just yes. need to get moving. We just got to stop being couch potatoes and we could also work on eating, but like first and foremost, like we need to move and stop being so lethargic and watching Netflix all day. Like, do you agree with that? Yes, it's so true. And also, like, I'll have clients who come in and they're like, yeah, like, I have to go work out today. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? And they're like, I'm just going to be on the treadmill. It's so boring. And I'm like, then don't go to the treadmill. Just do anything. Like, do anything you like that's active. And that's better than just forcing yourself. Because if you just have to force yourself to go exercise, for a long term, it's not really the best idea because you just hate it. <laughs> right. You're like miserable. It's like yeah. um, the, the crash dieting that people always go to. They're like, I'm going to do a thousand calories a day and, you know, I'm just going to lose all this weight. And it's like that will work. I'm sure it will. You're going to starve yourself basically. But it's not sustainable and you're going to hate it and you're going to be miserable. And then 30 days from now, I mean, if you have like I always give the example, if your wedding is at the end of the month, by all means get a thousand calorie diet if that's because you got a short-term goal and that's going to be a short-term fix but it's not going to be a long-term fix because it's not sustainable so if you hate running how long do you really think you're going to keep that up you know and and i hate running like i do not run if you look at all of our programming there's like two days a month that we do any type of running and it's 
200 meters. So (laughs) (laughs) we don't do a lot of programming or a lot of running, but, um, because, you know, I I don't particularly like it. And we, we get our, our, uh, conditioning and stuff from other methods. Like we go at a high intensity and we go from movement to movement to movement. And that's where we get like that cardiovascular conditioning. So, um, you know, I, you don't have to do one specific thing. And just because it works for me, this is what I like to do, doesn't mean that the next person is going to like to do that. So, like, find your niche, basically, right? Right, exactly. And then if you do show up at the gym and it's supposed to be a running day and you're not feeling it, then go lift some weights. You're still being active. You're still making progress towards fitness. So but just do, don't be too hard on yourself. Do something, Do right? something, yeah, yeah anything. <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> How do you, I like to ask everybody about eating because that's always like a big topic. Like what do you do? I mean, you don't have to give me your whole diet, but like, uh, you know, what do you, what do you focus on? Uh, Is there anything that you stay away from? Do you follow any particular diet plan? Are you on keto? Like, you know, what, what do you do? Yeah, I don't really have any diet plan at all. I, I try to just not eat terrible, if I'm honest. <laughs> what would you consider terrible, that. I guess? <laughs> like, <laughs> like going to fast food all the time okay. or like never eating a salad. I feel like that's terrible. Okay. I try not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And, I, and I'm trying to drink a lot of water lately. Honestly, my diet habits aren't my my best characteristic. You so know? you just like, you just try to like overpower whatever with, with staying <laughs> active and then not eating, like you said, like extremely bad yeah yeah good I mean (laughs) it doesn't it's not hard it doesn't have to be hard like when you when people think about stuff it's like it's just these little tweaks in people's lives that can get them to that next stage of being healthy and working towards fitness and um you know just not being like I said I said it a couple times to like couch potato and just you know not being active you start to like be decrepit and like you know issues start happening with your body Mm -hmm. um so Get moving, eat a little bit better, and um, you know, enjoy those those health benefits, right? Yeah, and just be consistent with whatever you're doing is <laughs> key, really. What is the um, like for the the people that you see and that you treat? And you said you deal a lot with like knee pain and stuff. Is a lot of it related to like weight? I mean, do you see stuff like that where like excessive weight gain and it's like now your your joints are starting to kind of yeah so it's really interesting I read a research article the other day and it was about arthritis in knees so for people who were overweight and they had some classification to know if you were overweight or not I don't remember exactly what it was in the study but the study showed that if you're overweight and you lose 13 pounds you have a moderate decrease in pain level which is huge just by losing weight and not doing anything else so you can imagine if you lose weight and then you do the things to make your knee stronger and more stable then it can make a huge difference yeah no i mean that, that totally makes sense because you're carrying that weight like your knees and your ankles and like all that that's those are joints that are like bearing all that weight all day every time you take a step we say it here like when people are doing pull up and they're like i can't really do a pull up and then they start to get it a little bit better and they're like i'm down 15 pounds i'm like think about that you're every time you try to do a pull up it's 15 less pounds that you're 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 pulling up or you do a push-up like 15 less pounds that you have to push up like if i had to do the whole workout with an extra 15 pound dumbbell i'd, I'd probably be pretty tired right now you yeah, know so it's so true because if you imagine it, that you're exactly right in thinking if you weigh 10 extra pounds you're just carrying a 10 pound weight around with you all day like no one would recommend that you know right. for, for easing on your joints like no one would recommend carrying around extra weight so, so two weeks ago 
we had uh i was i was actually that idea popped in my head as i was falling asleep like this concept and so we have a couple members that are down you know 25 pounds some have lost 30 pounds and so i <clears throat> i told him you're gonna have to do this workout you see that 25 pound dumbbell like you've lost 25 pounds you got to do everything that you can do in in the movement um uh patterns and stuff with a dumbbell you're gonna do it with that extra 25 pound dumbbell while everybody else is just doing body weight stuff so when we just do like air squats or something just body weight squats they have to do it with the 25 pound dumbbell i'm like because that's like a reminder you used to weigh 25 pounds more and it's like it's kind of impactful because then they really see it like oh yeah i am doing it because maybe they've kind of plateaued a little bit and so maybe this is motivating them a little bit more mm -hmm. it's huge and i'm like man and you pick up that 25 pound dumbbell you're like you used to have that extra like i know it's and crazy you, yeah and you hear people who lose weight talk about i just feel like i have so much more energy <laughs> like you and do because <laughs> your body's used to carrying around the 25 pound right. dumbbell but all of a sudden it dropped away it could like run miles now <laughs> yeah you don't before. have those extra pounds on your heart and on your lungs it's not it's hard to breathe and yeah you can't I just told you not to hit the mic, and <laughs> now I'm smacking the mics right now. I'm being so careful over here. Like every time I move, I'm like, I you're don't in a to box. Touch anything. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fine. It's not like the uh, the podcast podcast police will come. But so, <laughs> anyways, you're you're moving um, with less weight, and it's like, yeah, your body's like free, and you're probably not as tired anymore because you're not carrying around that you know, all day. Like when you're walking at work, you still have that weight on you. Here, we could strap on a weight vest and have you do the workout, but at least when the workout's over, you get to take the weight vest off and feel relieved. Mm -hmm. You never get that when you just weigh that, you know? So, right. um, I don't know, interesting uh, thought that I had uh, yeah. about that. So, what other activities have we not uncovered that you do? Um, we got into the, the dancing. Um, yeah, dancing. I like hiking and stuff, but honestly, I just, I can't sit still. Like, I actually don't even have, like, a television in my living room like when new guests come over they're like where's your tv i'm like well it's just like upstairs in the guest room because i really i can't sit still so i think that is helpful for me is i'm not a person who likes to sit still so that helps me be active of course because i just cannot <laughs> yeah no that's uh that yeah. definitely helps because right now you're you're probably dying you're all fidgeting and like you want to get out of here but um i'm gonna keep you <laughs> no, hostage for like <laughs> No, but yeah, pretty much just dancing. Um, I work a lot treating clients, teach yoga, teach bar. Yeah, that's pretty much my my thing. Those are my things. <laughs> how how many people do you would you say like you see uh, a day, or like how many hours do you do you work uh, seeing clients, treating clients? Oh, it's so variable. So I have my own practice. I also work for a home health company where I treat clients for them too. Okay. So. It just varies day to day, but like Monday I have like maybe eight or nine clients and then Tuesday so far I have like four. So it's just like up, it goes up and down depending on the day. And and if people are having pain and stuff like that, where, like, where how would they get a hold of you? How would they, you yeah. know, I don't know. So I have a website, Dr. Dr. Holly, H-O-L-L-Y-P-T, Dr. Holly P-T. So all my information can be found there. I also have the Instagram at Dr. Holly P-T, Dr. Holly P-T. Um, yeah, and a lot of people just message me over Instagram to book appointments. Honestly, it's like really laid back or just send me text messages. Okay. So yeah, the nice thing is that in California, you can actually go straight to a physical therapist without going to the doctor first, which a lot of people don't know. So most of the time people go to the doctor. So they have to wait for that appointment. And then the doctor says, oh, you need an x-ray or an MRI. So that takes two or three more weeks. 
then they go back to the doctor, then they get sent to an orthopedic doctor, and it's like this whole big thing, and they end up in physical therapy. So it's so much easier if you just, hey, send a message to a physical therapist. <laughs> right, and right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, and am I yeah. wrong in saying, and I'm probably wrong, and you probably don't want to say it live, but um, <laughs> uh Everybody who like complains of, of pain, like I, you know, oh my, my knee hurts. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm like, all they're going to tell you is like, stop doing what you're doing and take an ibuprofen or something like that. Like, I feel like that is, and that's just from experience of like seeing it time and time. And I'm like, you know, you need to go to a chiropractor. You need to go to a physical therapist. Like you, you need to do something different than all they're going to tell you is just stop, stop doing what's causing the pain. But you don't know what's causing the pain because you're probably moving wrong or you're probably doing something wrong. Like, yeah, it's so true. And and that especially happens with low back pain. And for low back pain, like all the research says that even generalized exercise is good for low back pain. So I'll have clients who come in and they've had back pain for a while. And I'm like, well, what did your doctor say? Well, they said to just stop exercising for a while, yeah. which is actually the worst. Like research tells us even generalized exercise without any guidance from a PT or a trainer helps low back pain. So of course you have to know how to modify your exercise, which that's when you need a professional. So right. just stopping and resting isn't always good for it. In some cases it's even bad for it. So really it's just finding the right person to help you. Right. So call Dr. Holly yes. or message, message DM Dr. Holly right now because yes. yeah, like, like you said, <laughs> or you <have> any PT <laughs> or any PT. just get some help somewhere. Yeah. Because like, I mean, it makes a, a good point, like generalized, you know, working out. It's not, you don't need to stay still like, yeah, you're probably not going to be deadlifting 400 pounds with a, a bad back, but there is other movements that you could be doing. And, and just laying down is probably the worst thing you, know, you could do. And, and just staying still for mm -hmm. two weeks for it to let it heal and just taking some ibuprofen because they're swelling. Like there's a reason something's swollen and they're recommending ibuprofen. Like something's causing the swelling, right? It's not just random like swelling for some something in your joint, right? Right. And I, I think the thing that most people miss is that sometimes it's so easy to fix pain. <laughs> sometimes it's just a matter of stretching a tight muscle or strengthening a weak muscle and then putting that together and like relaying those movement patterns into functional movement. Like really so many things can be helped just by movement, which, you know, people, when you go to the doctor, you get an x-ray and they're like, you have a de like degeneration in your spine. But what the doctors or whoever you may see don't always tell you is that most people have degeneration in your spine. It's like wrinkles. Spines get degeneration. Faces get wrinkled. You don't tell people with wrinkles they have a degenerated face. Like, I'm totally stealing this quote from someone on Instagram. But it's normal. So actually, if you just do some movement and strengthening and stretching and stabilizing, it can make such a big difference and like degeneration sounds so scary but the answer is so simple it's that's just what i was just gonna say like the correct it, movement when they're like you have a degenerative spine like i would be like i'm am i gonna be a you know in a wheelchair in three yeah. weeks like <laughs> that's what it sounds like but that makes so much sense that you're saying like degeneration like it's getting worse or whatever i guess would be degenerative like i don't know what that means exactly in in the scientific terms but like it makes sense like yeah everybody starts to have that right you get a wrinkle Mm -hmm. you know that now well now you get a wrinkle and people just shoot you with botox so i don't know if that's uh, <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but but yeah same thing with like rotator cuffs i it's like a huge i don't know the exact percentage but it's a huge percentage of people with no shoulder pain have rotator cuff tears oh, so wow. then if you go to get an mri and you find out you have a rotator cuff tear it's so stressful right because you're like oh my gosh something's torn and then you come to me and i feel bad sometimes because i'm like 
a lot of people have rotator cuff tears, but no pain. It's not like that I'm minimizing their pain. It's just, it can come from so many other things that are easily fixed with strengthening or stretching or stabilizing. So like our bodies, and I say this all the time, like our bodies are pretty uh, miracles where like we can regenerate, we can fix ourselves a lot. We just got to kind of do the right thing. So we got to stop doing the bad movements that's causing it. We got to start eating the, uh, stop eating the bad foods that's causing whatever, you know, if we just kind of make a couple of tweaks and do the right thing, like our, our bodies can kind of bounce back. Is that fair to say? Yes, definitely. I tell people that all the time. Bodies are so resilient to even tears or pain. You know, there's, there's stuff you can do to help almost always. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. We heal broken bones, like with our bodies. You know, we don't. Okay, we're not <laughs> lizards. We're not growing back fingers. But I mean, we're we're pretty we're pretty awesome uh, in that in that sense. It's amazing. Yes, it's amazing. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what is like? I don't know. What's I guess? What's your like goal for? I don't know. Helping people. Like, what's I don't know. What's next for Doctor Holly? Like, would you say? Yeah. So. I, the reason I started Dr. Holly physical therapy was just to make it easier. So I didn't want to have this long process where you have to get a referral and you have to have imaging, x-rays or MRIs, and you have to do all this crazy stuff because by the time you do six weeks of that, it's not always crazy. It's necessary sometimes, right. yeah. but sometimes it's not necessary. So sometimes you've done all that for six weeks and in that time you could already be better if you had just started with PT. So I wanted to make it just easy. So it's so easy to just send me a DM and schedule an appointment rather than, you know, these days people don't always like to call and make appointments no, and stuff like literally real. just send me a DM. It just makes, it's just like a very simple approach to healthcare. So just becoming available like super quickly and easily for people. And then I've also started small groups like low back pain small groups. So even if you're not convinced to like make an appointment to come in for a one-on-one -on -one session. So I just did like a four week session for low back pain and it was just kind of like a practice one. So I didn't market it that much, but my next venture is hopefully soon I'll be starting a neck and shoulder pain small group. So it's like groups of maybe six to eight people. And we just do all the things that give you a healthy shoulder in like a 45 minute class. So, and the goal is for your shoulder, like if you do have pain, it might not be better after the four weeks, but you'll know so many exercises and so many things to do to keep your shoulder and your neck healthy that over time doing those things is a lot of help. Do you find that people um, kind of just deal with pain versus like reaching out? Like they're just like, oh yeah, I've done this. this is my, I've had a bad back or a bad knee for 15 years. And is that, does that happen a lot? Like people just stay quiet about it and they don't do anything. They don't go to any doctor. Yes, all the time. I just had a client this week who's had neck pain for like two years and they came and we did the first visit and then he came back for his second visit and he was like, it feels better already. Like I had no idea this could help. You know, like you have to get a little pissed off at yourself. <laughs> You're like, what? If, why did I do this for two years? Yeah, I hear it all the time. And I don't think it's like laziness. You're not trying to hurt your body. It's just it just I mean, I do the same thing. I had foot pain for two weeks, like a few months ago. And I was like, oh, it'll go away. I think that's what we think. And right. the next thing we know, six months or a year has gone by and we still have that little nagging pain. Right. And then when it gets worse, that's when you seek out help. I'm guilty of it totally myself, too. But 
it can be so easy to help with pain if you just attack it like when it first happens. Right, and get to the kind of get to the bottom of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Like I, I'm definitely not like a complainer, and so I, I would probably just deal with a lot of stuff. And I did deal with a, a lot of stuff with like my neck and like getting a, a triggering a bunch of headaches and stuff until I finally did something about it. This is like a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, and then now I, I don't like I would get like migraine level headaches or at least I thought they were migraines, and then I found out like. Mm, guys don't really get migraines as much like so it's probably not a migraine at least that's what doctor told me um but my mom suffered from migraines a lot and so that's why i just thought that that was me too but um i just dealt with it for a long time and then finally i kind of just started to get my neck worked on and then i realized like oh this is all related to me having bad posture probably my shoulders are you know forward all the time and I just walk around like a humpback of notre dame uh it's not that bad but it's uh it feels bad sometimes So, I mean, I think that's a good message to people is just like, you got to, whenever you start to, I mean, not on day one of the pain, because maybe that'll just go away. But yeah, like don't go on for multiple weeks, right? And untreated and, Mm -hmm. you know, finally go get something to work on. Yeah. I feel like your approach to like healthcare and making that easy for people, I think that could be huge if more people did that. Like, I feel like our healthcare is, it's all crazy right now i mean i don't even know what i don't know what to think about it like crazy complicated crazy unnecessarily complicated patient-centered right i would say yeah I, i feel like and i don't know if this is related but there must be really good money in urgent cares because around bakersfield there must be 50 urgent cares that have popped up in the last 18 months yeah i don't know if that's a good thing i don't know if that's a bad thing i i don't know i don't know if you have thoughts on it but I feel like that's to make it easier for people. I don't know. Like it is. Well, the crazy thing is like, I'll have clients who come in and they tell me they're sick and I'm like, well, are you going to the doctor? But sometimes even to get to your primary care doctor, it takes two weeks. Right. And by then you're better already. So I think that's why it's probably a good thing that there there's urgent care because you can just go right in and get medicine or whatever you need. So, and I think that's why there's more and more of them because doctors, appointments take forever to get sometimes yeah and and it's not the doctor's fault it's just healthcare in general is complicated and crazy you're exactly right we're not going to solve it on this uh podcast but like what (laughs) i I know but like what (laughs) could like what needs to happen because it's like it's nuts and it's it's honestly at the it's at the forefront of like every political like debate or like election or whatever like somebody has a thought on it but i feel like nothing ever changes like it just doesn't it doesn't get any better like what yeah. What is going to happen to this healthcare system? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have no idea. I just wish it were easier for for doctors and PTs and everyone in healthcare to help the patient get what they need without having to do a million steps to get there. So right. it's not like the doctors want it to be complicated. They don't want their lives to be more complicated. They don't want to have to hire 10 billing and coding people to help them. It's just ins- It's to deal with insurance is so challenging. I had when I worked at a different clinic, I had a lot of people with a certain kind of insurance and I would just have to call them like all the time. Like they would only give my patient like two visits and I would call them literally in the same day. I talked to uh, an adjuster or whatever they're called. And they were like, well, I only gave the patient this many visits because they're not getting better like as quickly as we want them to. And then I asked <laughs> Sorry, them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like- I know, right? Like I, 
I do some good work, but I can't create miracles, right? right? Yeah. And then, and then, like, I had two files sitting in front of me, and then I asked about the second person, and she was like, "Well, that person's just getting better so quickly; like, they probably only need one more visit." <laughs> it's like, so this person wasn't wasn't getting better quickly enough. This person's getting better too quickly, like. But the, they both have the same so outcome weird. where. Oh, magically, they both have the same outcome where uh, they're only going to pay for one more one more session, right? Like, yeah, it's like, exactly. this person's not getting better fast enough, so we're only paying for one more. This person's getting better way too fast, so we're only paying for one more. It's like, hey, I feel like this benefits you only, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you ask them where their exactly. uh, doctor license came from? Like, <laughs> what medical school did no, they go to? I, I, no, I did ask them if they're a physical therapist, and... And she said no. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> you know, and it's true. There are people who, who aren't health care workers making decisions on what people should get as health care. That's a scary uh, thought yeah. a little bit, you know. It's I, frustrating. I feel like, um, yeah, that's probably the, the scariest thing I've uh, heard about in the healthcare system. Like other people that are not medical professionals that are clearly... Uh, you know, there is a benefit of them to maybe not pay for certain. There's there's an incentive, let's just say, for them to not provide the care or authorize the care, mm -hmm. making the decisions, and they're not a, a healthcare professional. That's a a little, a little scary. Yeah. Um, and that's actually like a. You know, with this podcast, we can go into any route that we want to. But now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm super interested about your business. Oh yeah. So your um you're doing like that that billing and coding thing. like you're having to call these people like how does how does that work because how do you have time to do like this doctor stuff that you're supposed to be doing yeah. you know what i mean so i i do i do medicare billing by myself and the only reason i do medicare is because if you have medicare you're not allowed to do like private pay like you're just not allowed to accept private pay from someone who has Medicare. So I do do all the billing to Medicare. But other than that, I don't directly do the billing myself. I give the patients a super bill, which is like the receipt for physical therapy. Okay. And then my client themselves sends it to their insurance company. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So yeah, so basically it's it's kind of like concierge private pay, but then your insurance might pay for it too, but you just have to send it into them, which is super easy. It's just a matter of emailing or faxing it in i see okay that was uh because i was just thinking man there's just like so many elements and it, it kind of you know talking about like the uh the regular doctor's office and they have 10 billing you know coders and so and i i see that all the time there's so many people that work in a doctor's office that are not a doctor or a nurse or anything like that and that they're literally doing all the administrative stuff that obviously has to be raising the price of our health care oh, and you know because it, it's expensive for the doctor i mean the doctor already has to have probably freaking hundred million dollar insurance policies or whatever <laughs> malpractice stuff insurance so that raises the price too but then all these other people that are added i mean what if you're you know what if you're toyota building cars and then there's a thousand there's 500 people working on the cars and then there's a thousand other workers that are on the assembly line but they don't actually work on the car they're <laughs> just there and getting paid like your price of your cars has to be more expensive right yeah like, exactly exactly and right. then the insurance you may like so a lot of I mean, everyone who submits to insurance, you like charge a certain amount to insurance, but what you get back is less. And oh, yeah. every year it gets less and less, which which makes the doctors need to see, or physical therapists or any right. care practitioner, see more and more people. So now we have 
more and more people in the waiting rooms, shorter visit times. You know, it's just the less quality attention. of care has to go. I mean, it, it's it can only go one way, right? If you're seeing more people mm-hmm. in less time, the quality of care over time has to be going down because you're getting less money. That I mean, it's crazy. Like, I think people don't want to address the real issues of healthcare. Uh, hopefully, a politician. Hopefully, like. Kevin McCarthy will listen to this or something. I don't know what who is our <laughs> local congressman. Like, um, it, people don't want to address the the issues of healthcare because they, you know, it is like in in treating people, saving people's lives potentially. Um, but there is a business element to it. People have to make money. They're incentivized to go to school for how many years? Like, how many years did you go to school for? Seven. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have an incentive, like a, a light at the end of the the tunnel, mm-hmm. to incent you to go to school for seven years and to pay attention and to learn all the stuff that you can do. And I'm sure. Just like you were talking about earlier, you read a medical uh, journal or study or whatever, like you continue your education by reading that stuff and research. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has to be some incentive there. You have to make money to to, to, to make it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to, live. to live, to yeah, eat. Exactly. <laughs> like you're still yeah. a business in it. So, oh God, man, it's so frustrating. And I see it because I get frustrated with like just stupid taxes and fees and stuff that California charges us as oh, a business. Yeah. Yeah. But um <laughs> But then it gets more frustrating for stuff like that. It's like we need the government to get out of the way so you guys can do what you do and, and so everybody can do what they do. But, you know, by putting like – and maybe it's not the government, maybe it's the insurance companies, but something, there is a broken element here somewhere. Yeah, and uh, sure. and it's just frustrating hearing it, you know, coming from you. Like that's getting like real inside uh, baseball look yeah. there <laughs> at like, you know, what's going on and – it's like, no, duh. I, I could see totally why costs are going up and why probably care is going down. I mean, I, when I went to urgent care, this is like a couple months ago, for one, it was super easy. Like I, I went online, scheduled an appointment and uh, walked in and I saw the doctor within five minutes of my scheduled appointment time. I'm like, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But he was like, he walked in, he's like, you're definitely sick. Like he looked at my throat and he's like, oh yeah, there's, <laughs> there's definitely an infection in there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to write what, what, um, what uh, pharmacy do you want to go to? And I was like, oh, this one. And then that was it. Like, it was like a seven-minute visit. I'm like, I don't know if that was legal. And then <laughs> another time I went to urgent care. Okay, I feel like now I'm going to urgent care a lot. I'm, Monica says that I'm always, like, really uh, um, uh, clumsy or whatever. But anyways, in October, we were doing a workout here, and uh, I had the dumbbells. And I went to put them down. It was at the end. It was a 20-minute workout. It was really tiring, long I put them down, they bounced, and they smashed together, and I lost oh, my fingernail. Finger. Oh. So it's grown back now. It's all kind of wonky, but um, I, I, it shifted. Like, it grabbed it and twisted it and, like, almost shifted all the way, um, like, pulled it out. Like, it was out two-thirds. And so everybody in my family was like, you should definitely go to the doctor. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to go to the doctor. It's fine. And they're like, oh, if you don't get it pulled out, they're going to, like, it, it's going to grow in weird. I'm like, okay, go to urgent care. Pay 50 bucks to go to urgent care. The doctor looks at it. He looked at it. He's like, mm, you don't want me to pull that out. And I'm like, no, I do want you to pull it out. So that's why I came here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, out. I didn't come. He's like touching it. He's like, does it hurt? I'm like, yes, it hurts. It just happened. He's like, yeah, you're going to want to let that thing fall out. And I go, well, what if? I snag it like every time I reached into my pocket, I'm going to snag it on something and hit it. I'm like, it's going to hurt. He's like, yeah, you're going to want to protect that. I'm like, do you have one of those metal things? He goes, yeah, yeah, I can get you one of those. And I'm like, you could, or you are like, what is going on here? He's like, he just wanted to get out of the the place. 
the nurse comes in to put the little metal thing on there and she's like oh this thing's about to fall out and i'm like can you just pull it out already and then she's like touching it and she's like kind of wiggling it around and it's, this whole time it's painful doctor comes back in he's like Mm, yeah, they were, they were talking about pulling it out. And he's like, it's going to hurt, though, if I pull it out. I'm like, well, it hurts right now. And he, I'm like, can't you just shoot some, like, Novocaine in there or something? And he's like, yeah, I could. But then when that wears off, it's going to still hurt. And I'm like, yeah, that's when you're going to give me, like, a pain pill for it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, I'm trying to tell him. Anyways, we left there. I'm so pissed. We left there. I was out 50 bucks. Out Like, that was not a five-minute visit, like, the time I was sick. It was, like, an hour-and-a-half visit. So out like two hours of my life, 50 bucks, my fingernail still attached. <laughs> Guess who pulled it off by themselves the next day? <laughs> you did. I, I soaked it in water and then just pulled it off. Like funny. it was so terrible. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Like same exact urgent care, different doctor. Yeah. Totally different experience. I don't yeah. know. Anyways. And there's, there's so many really good doctors and there, really sure good care. <laughs> and it's hard. Like. Like, I don't know how many people come in a week with, like, their fingernail turned side. <laughs> you know, like, you may have been I would say really it's, like I mean, it might be less than 90% of the population, but there's a lot of fingernail issues out there. That's true. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm on kidding. your side. I'm, I'm totally, totally on your side. It is frustrating. No, it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's not, like, I don't know how many weeks in medical school you spend specifically on fingernails, on <laughs> fingernail removal. I'm going to guess... If I were a betting man, I would set the over-under at, like, six and a half weeks, you know? I'm sure they don't spend the, a year on it. It's not a whole class. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, so, the good news is I don't remember when I... I didn't start the timer right away, so I have no idea where we're at oh. is time-wise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... I don't know. Is there any any last thing you want to wanna put out there to uh, our giant growing listening audience um any plugs for you um i would just say if you have pain just get it checked because so a lot of people like they're like i have shoulder pain i'm gonna google it (laughs) (laughs) and then they come in and they've been doing like good for them they've been doing all these exercises but they're just doing the wrong exercises so if you have someone to pinpoint exactly what's wrong and give you five or six exercises that address that exact thing it's so much more beneficial than like doing 10 stretches a day that aren't really what you need. So I would say if you have pain, just get help from someone who's willing to spend some time and help you do the right thing because pain is so frustrating. And once it's gone, it feels so good. And sometimes it's so easy to get there. You just have to get someone who will help you know what to do. Um, when you said like Google, I just thought of my mom because like anytime, (laughs) (laughs) anytime I tell my mom that something's wrong, she'll like WebMD it. And I swear 84% of the time it comes back like, you should get that checked out. Cause I'm kind of worried now that there's a lot of cancer, like cancer comes up. Like, yeah, thank you mom for, if you basically just want to be scared, just call my mom and have her look up stuff because then you're just going to be nervous for the rest of the day. Like, good, maybe this is cancer. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, WebMD is a scary place. Right. <laughs> a All scary roads place. lead to cancer. Like there, there'll be 15 diagnoses, but the 16th one, like that is a form of cancer. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be like, I either have a strain in my back muscle or cancer. Or tumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Tumors grow. One or the other. It, something <laughs> could possibly be growing back there. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, that's good advice. Get it checked. Uh, Go to Dr. Holly or go to a physical therapist, go to something, but get, don't just stop doing what you're doing and, um, you know, yeah. take an ibuprofen. Like let's get something, 
uh, that will actually fix the the problem, right? right? Get to the root cause of the problem. Or if you've been trying one approach for a long time and it's not helping, try something different because there's tons of things out there that can help get rid of pain. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram handle one more time. Oh yeah, Doctor Holly PT, Dr. Holly PT. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll wrap that up for uh, for this week. Um, so signing off for Joe Noel and Holly Compton. Uh, we'll see you guys at the gym. Bye.